Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are you ready? Marks and Smarks. This is the Smarky Las Filipinas podcast. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Smart Gilas Filipinas podcast coming to you an hour right after WrestleMania Star. And we're recording at Camus' place right now because we have nowhere else to record. Uh, stunning stance at your service, by the way. To my left, ravishing Ro Moran. And right across me, rowdy Raf Camus. Ayo. Well, if our voices sound... <laughs> if our voices sound a little Horse. strained... It's because it's because we we were shouting our asses off all weekend long, and well, long story short, that happened. <laughs> we we went through that five WrestleMania hours. five, five hours. first ever five hour WrestleMania. Well, six, seven. Yeah, if you count the kickoff shows, that's seven hours. Seven hours, hours of crazy. wrestling, and you know we only do this once a year, but then it's really 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 taxing physically. Thanks and everyone for the who came by uh, both. The rest of uh, the NXT Takeover Dallas viewing party and um, our own Skinny Mike's WrestleMania viewing party. Yep, we'd okay. also like to thank we'd also like to thank our venue partners Skinny Mike's and Wingman and our, our prize sponsors Fox Philippines. Can I just say though, now um, Skinny Mike's was basically a fire hazard earlier. Yeah, I mean it, it tends to happen in Filipino bars when you have a collection of people. I mean, it it's the, it's basically the same thing in Sagiho every Saturday night. So. Uh, I've grown used to it, but the thing is, Skinny Mike's did ha- does have a uh, fire escape right through the kitchen door. Sure, but so, I'm, but I'm just saying, still... uh, no. I, I don't know if uh, that's the largest crowd they've ever had, but you know, if WrestleMania would brag about having the attendance record, then we could probably brag about the attendance record at Skinny Mike's too. Yeah, we packed the place mm. two years in a row now. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just a bit sorry that the event everyone witnessed uh, was not, you know, the best, as, as good as last year. Yeah, I mean, last year, last year we went viral. We had that great moment where Rollins cashed in. Very memorable, very great. One of the best all-time WrestleManias. And then we have this. I mean, okay. Uh, just off the top of your heads, what would you score this out of 10? Out of 10? Well, I, I couldn't... I can't be the judge right now because I haven't seen the whole show. I came in late. But for, from what you saw, from what you saw, Ro? What I saw, six, I guess. I'd probably be a bit more generous. I'd give it a seven. I'd actually give it a 7.5 because of the matches. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, sure. If but I saw enough, if I saw like, the matches I missed, I probably would bump this up a bit. Yung is, I actually enjoyed WrestleMania up until after the Andre Battle Royal. Right, you know, from the Battle Royal uh, in reverse, everything was good. Like, I had fun. Uh, I loved the ladder match, the women's match. I was saying it right after. Match of the night, match of the night. And I was right. Like, at the end of it, match uh, of the, night, the women's championship match was the match of the night. It was just, you know, it was very solid. Very solid, with the exception of the main event, 
which sometimes, you know, it makes or breaks a card. And we know that to be a fact. But end of the day, I think we have a fairly good mania. Like, when you watch this again in five years' time, it's pretty okay. Alright, so let's just get the Roman Reigns thing out of the way. Because that, that, these are exactly my sentiments right after the show ended. I was like, okay, so it happened. Reigns had his babyface hero comeback moment. And he's won the title. Can we please move on? So wh- what, what else do we have to say about that? Uh, my only problem is, uh, it's something I noticed all show. And something I was expecting ever since I saw NXT TakeOver. It's just, it's just two different things when it comes to booking philosophy. When it comes to how each brand approaches what they want to happen, uh, you can. The reason why we all love NXT and rightfully so is because for some reason, NXT or whoever's in charge of NXT, they're not afraid to commit. They're not afraid to go all the way. Sometimes, not all the time, as we can see, the, you know, Finn Balor retained the championship yeah. last weekend. But on the whole, they're really not afraid to, you know. To go out on a limb and then uh, see what happens when you do this for the fans and basically take a risk. Yeah, 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 take a risk. And is it even a risk when you can see from what the fans uh, say that it's kind of a sure thing if you do this? Like if you give the if you give American Alpha the tag team championships, people will rejoice. Yeah. yeah. If you give them Nakamura versus Zayn and just let them go crazy, people will love it. It's th- it's that which I don't see on the main roster, which uh, for all his successes as a businessman, as a promoter, Vince McMahon has, for some reason, uh, become too trepid. You know, he's had so much trepidation on the main roster for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know why he, he's so afraid to pull the trigger. And I think that overdependence led him to be formulaic. Like, you saw that main event. For me, it came across as very formulaic. Like, I'll be honest with you, the only thing that really kept me up during that main event, aside from the finish, was Stephanie McMahon. And her involvement. And, no, and her attire, her everything. Yeah, she got fit for this one. She, she put in time in the gym, but yeah, it's it's a little tiring. It's a like, little tiring to see. Uh, I, um... It's great that, you know, Zack Ryder managed to win the Intercontinental Championship. But I, which I love, yeah. Yeah, great. Uh, y- y- there are questions surrounding it. Like, why now? Why, why did it take so long to, for people to get behind Zack Ryder? And then there are doubts popping up now. Okay, what if it's, this is like, you know, uh, Christian's World Heavyweight Championship run from a few years ago. Oh, yeah. like, this is just a WrestleMania moment. And then next night on Raw, someone else comes in and wins it from him. It's, it's things like that, you know. Very few risks are taken by uh, by the WWE main roster, the main show, and the, rest, the how WrestleMania was booked uh, pretty much underscored all of that. Yeah, and you know, I think we get a little ahead of ourselves when we start talking about you know what's gonna happen tomorrow. Let's just talk about what happened tonight. Like, let's run down what went on on the main card, just so that we can get the results out of the way oh, for I those of you who who haven't seen it in its entirety or who just want to hear the results yeah sure uh, so Kalisto retained his championship against Ryback so he's still US champion we actually haven't seen this match because this was like 5.30am Manila time oh, God. so we're gonna catch this right after recording uh, Team Total Divas defeated Team Bad in a match that Team lasted Team Bad and Blonde and, and Blonde thank you <laughs> yeah in a match that lasted over 11 minutes so so, so wait so Eva Marie now has 
her one WrestleMania win. Yeah, yeah pretty, pretty much. much. And yeah. Brie Bella got her first and last WrestleMania win. Nikki Bella also came out to celebrate the Total Diva. So she was in ring attire. It's made a neck brace, which is kind of awkward. Uh, Lana looked absolutely hot. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, Brie got the win for her team by uh, making somebody tap out. Uh, I forgot who it, who it was. But so she, she put in the yes lock. That's good. Uh, the Usos defeated the Dudley Boys. That was kind of boring. Yeah, not a good match. I saw that match. That match. That match. That's kind of boring. It was very silent. Throwaway. It was a throwaway match. Yeah, yeah. poor guys. Um, Zack Ryder, of course, won the Intercontinental Championship in a ladder which, match, which kicked off the main show. Kicked off the main show. Loved it. Loved the match. Uh, these guys didn't know how to just chill. Like no chill. Them, no chill. No chill. No chill. At that. Totally pace. Bam. 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 How long did the match take? Fifteen minutes. Twenty oh, seconds. Yeah, but 15 minutes, solid 15 minutes. Um, I have to say... Well, kind of like uh, what happened last year. And everyone had their moment. Everyone yeah. had their moment. Even Sin Cara had a great moment. Of course. He had a great look. He had a great look too. I, okay, wait, sorry. Um, SGQ, very quickly. Sure. IC, IC title attire for everyone was spot yeah, on. like last year. It was really great. I mean, I mean you open up with, with a great look for everyone... Especially, um, what's his name? Kalisto and his wing. No, Sin Cara. sorry. Sorry. Sin Cara with his That's wing. That's racist. No, <laughs> I was going to say, because <laughs> also Kalisto, his tag team partner, had a great purple and gold look that he was rocking with a bit of a s- s- minor sun uh-huh. around his neck. It looked really boss. I like the Stardust's look. Like with the hard times the, at the back and the polka dots. The tribute, the tribute, and, yeah, the and the tribute, tribute ladder. ladder. Oh, yeah. God, the tribute ladder. The tribute ladder, yeah. I, I, I actually uh, teared up a bit when I saw that. Maybe there was any ladder. It's like, yeah, it was pretty it's good. kind of good. The thing is that I also have to give this to, to Stardust. If he has tribute ladders for every ladder match, special ladders for every ladder match that he's involved with henceforth, I'm okay with that. Okay. Uh, let me just mention Dolph Ziggler's attire because it was the first time that he actually looked like a good possible 80s glam rocker. Yeah. yeah. For the first time since, you know, he started doing that. And also, special mention for Zack Ryder's look for tonight. He yeah. looks like an A-plus yeah, yeah, yeah. player with that, with that whole, co- what do you, what would you call it? A robe. Robe. Robe yeah. slash vest. Yeah. Robe vest. In Emma colors. In Emma colors with a big Z. Yeah. Oh, God. And of course, so you know, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, yung yung Kevin Owens, kala ko talaga may Canadian flag sa, sa trimming some shorts niya. But in there, it was red and white with KO. So it was good. It was a nice touch. Like for the untrained eye, you would have thought it was a Canadian shout out. Uh, like, like, like we said, uh, fun, fun match. Great way to kick off the show. And uh, we loved it. Well, spot of that match though, Sami Zayn giving, uh, what was that? An exploder? Oh. Yeah, exploder suplex. Exploder suplex into the ladder on Kevin Owens. Glorious spot. Like his head just went straight through a ladder. Loved that moment. And the ending was fantastic. Can't take it away from Zack Ryder. He got his WrestleMania moment. Finally. Finally. All right. Next up, Chris Jericho defeated AJ Styles. Uh, I love the throwback to you know, TNA. TNA look me AJ Styles. Yeah, the, the white and red was very nice. It's a, it's a nice. It's a nice departure from his regular blue black, and blue. black and blue, which is also nice. But this one was just, it, it's a special occasion. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, I actually enjoyed the match. Like I thought, that I would check out because it's the fourth time that yeah. they actually wrestled on a big stage. But uh, they were able to find ways to come up with something new. My only concern, I guess, or in reservation, call was the fact that they didn't put the Styles Clash over. Yeah, sayang. Missed opportunity there. 
And just, you know, while we're still talking about Ring of Fire, just very quickly, Chris Jericho had G-O-A-T on his butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, on, I his, on his tights. That was good, like, that was good. I think, mean, you know, <laughs> we're so used to seeing the Y2J, whatever year it is, tour. Or you save us. Or you save yeah. us, which is always nice. But then this one is just like, in your face, greatest of all time, in the conversation, not quite there. But it was really great to see Chris Jericho get a, a, a win on WrestleMania. I mean, it's been a while. It's been a long while. I think his last win was... 2010. 2010, no? 2010. Against Edge. Against Edge. Yeah. Ah, yeah. I was going to say Shawn Michaels, actually. Yeah. Because he's, he's, he's consistently put guys over at Mania. Yeah. And then for a change, he gets this. Uh, I was going to ask you guys about... Um, Jericho and Styles. Uh, shit, I actually forgot the question right now. Oh, there, there. Do you guys still feel that it's it was surreal to see AJ Styles at Mania? Because I actually still felt it. I don't. Fuck. I don't think it's happening. I felt it was surreal when Nakamura was going to take over. So yeah, that's apparently that that the Nakamura issue crazy time was crazy. But then AJ Styles because. The rumble, the rumble appearance is great, but then every he's been on TV so much since then. No, I'm still not used to him being on WWE TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. Oh. fully sink in. Yeah. Oh, but then for for me, it's like I'm getting used to it already. It's not sure, as much yeah. of a I'm just not oh, used to it completely. Yet. Yeah, not not yet. I mean, I don't think we ever really will be. But then it's not a holy shit, he's here type thing. It's like yay. At least not for you. Yeah, for us, it's still holy shit. This is actually happening. Oh, wow. All right, but uh, hey, AJ Styles. Great moment for him as well. His WrestleMania debut, great match. Okay, next up. Um, they changed the four-on-three handicap match to a six-man tag team match. No titles on the line. Uh, Sheamus, ADR, and Rusev representing the League of Nations against the New Day. Um, what about that New Day entrance first? The big, big, big cereal box. Bootios! Big inflatable bootios, and then the New Day coming out Bootios. of that. When the League of Nations came in, Rusev was the first one to come out and kick new uh, cereal pieces from the floor. That was funny. That's great. I mean, prop-wise, prop-wise, I think this is one of the best props next to Rusev's tank last year. Yeah. This is this is great. Yeah, yeah I love it. Real though, though. Um, the match itself, I'm actually happy that the League of Nations looked credible. Yes. Uh, they actually got the win because they've been losing all the time against the New Day. They've been getting outsmarted, outclassed, and... Finally, they have a win to show for it. Yeah. I mean, it, it was weird to me when I saw the result. I mean, shit. Like, I knew... I don't know. I guess it was pessimism on my end when I thought that the, the League of Nations was just going to get ridden off. Just like that. Because it's temporary. It's WrestleMania. And then you don't give the moment to the New Day. It's, it's, it's weird to me. But okay, it does make sense that finally um, they get something. I just wish that they got something earlier. Is Barrett injured? I think he is. He's always injured. But this time I think he was legit injured, which is why the booking changed. But something something that I have to say about the League of Nations, because remember when they were coming up, everyone was touting them as like former world champions. Some of the best collection of Well, they're not former world champions. Not not all of them. Seamus and ADR. Seamus and ADR, they were harping on the fact that these guys were vets, that they were very powerful in terms of what the collective was. Yeah. And we never really got to see that. I mean, we haven't really seen full force, but giving them this bit of credibility as a group goes a long way if they're going to keep them together. 
What do you think about uh, Shawn Michaels, Mick Foley, and Austin coming out? That was weird. It was... Uh, I, I mean, the past few years that we've had these um, group legend spots yeah. that aren't involved with the armbar, I, I didn't mind seeing this. It was... Uh, it was... It wasn't out of place. Sorry, no, it Huh? Yeah. yeah like they did it for the sake of doing it, even though it wala connection new yeah. day or the league to these legends. It was it was more of just you know, put them out there, get them to do something so that you know they get their the WrestleMania paycheck. I yeah, mean they're the there bomb. anyway. And especially for no, for Shawn you know, Michaels. For Shawn Michaels, Michaels without ring gear and everything. Well, yeah. Why? Yeah. With new ring gear, it's just like hey, but why? I mean, last year he came out in his hunting gear for Christ's sake. Yeah. So, you know. No, last year because it made sense. Eh? Like, yung battle. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. DX and NWO, WWCW. I got that. But the whole um, the whole thing that they did this year was just a clusterfuck for yeah. the sake of having a clusterfuck. But it was a fun clusterfuck to watch. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, next match. Brock Lesnar defeated Dean Ambrose. Hey. Okay. This was kind of disappointing because we were all expecting that Brock was most likely going to win, but that Dean would look really, really good in the process. That la- that latter part didn't happen for me. I actually I caught like the first few minutes of it, and then I did. Well, obviously you can't say anything until the whole thing is over. But uh, I did get the fact. I get the, I did get the feeling that um, Dean wasn't going to look super good, as good as he looked in the build-up. Oh, um, what, what I saw because I was that there were a lot of missed opportunities with that match. It's just you hype this up to be a brawl, and then I was like, I was actually expecting blood for this match. Yeah, I was expecting blood for this match from one or both of these guys. Even though it's banned, even though it's it's, yeah, it is banned. But then it's just like they have had a propensity to just go all out and get themselves banged up in the process. I mean, not bleeding, but just. I expected some form of blood, yeah, especially coming off of NXT Takeover. And sorry, you know, if we can't separate the two at this point because it's the weekend, it all happens within a weekend. But I thought that if they added just a smidgen more brutality, like actually use the barbed wire bat, they didn't have to use the chainsaw in an actual spot. But you know, you could have used just a little bit more. My my problem with what they did with Ambrose was they amped up on the crazy, but they didn't amp up on the thing, the other things that make him endearing. Yeah. Like wala wala masadong gutsy performance that would really make you pull for him, especially if you're like a little kid. Yeah. Because the way Ambrose behaved during that match was pretty much CZ, CZW or ECW stuff, stuff that adults would be rooting for. Yep. Nothing really for the little, little kid who'd be like, "This guy is my hero." Uh, uh, when you compare it to. Punk versus Lesnar back at SummerSlam 2013. Um, that's the kind of... Uh, it was the same match, but it was the kind of performance I think you're looking for. Yes, yes. exactly. I, I think uh, you took the words right out of my mouth. Actually, yeah, that's a good that's a good reference match if you were thinking about seeing something similar. Yeah, I, said the goal that, I guess the goal that we had in mind as fans was we wanted to see Dean Ambrose become the solid number one A babyface. Oh, oh. And you know, a match like this didn't exactly help towards achieving that goal. It puts him now. It solidifies him as number two, Absolutely. at best. At best. Yeah. At best. Na it's not. It's not outrightly horrible. It wasn't. But it, at the same time, it wasn't what it could have been. Yeah. So and that's, what, that's what I've been saying. Uh, these things are 
all part of this weird philosophy that they cannot go all the way with what they want to happen or what they think they want to happen. Yeah, because if they did, they would have given the win to Dean and they would have made him look so much stronger in the process. So, just sayang. Sayang, end of the day. Alright, let's move on to the match of the night. Charlotte (sighs) defeated Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks to retain the WWE Women's Championship. So, first off, the belt. It is glorious. Oh, God. The reveal of the belt, Carablita, was great. Sana nandun si Trish, though. I think it would have been more apropos if Trish and Lita did it or if Trish did it. Is Trish, ex- Trish ex- is expecting her baby, pa? I have no idea. Or did she s- just give birth? I think I that's why she was But she I'm cool with there. Lita. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, like, no, no. Like, Lita, she, she Lita great. is great. I mean, it was either Trish or Lita to do this because they're the only two right now who are on that level. Yeah, yeah, To, yeah. to, to make an impact, save for Stephanie. But, you know, Steph is involved with the main event so, yeah, yeah, yeah so that couldn't be done but it was nice it was a nice touch and having Lita in the ring right before the match to raise up the new belt and the belt is it's gorgeous props to MDJ by the way because he came up with this nice little mock-up for smarthenry.ph and his mock-up was so close to what we ended up yeah, getting to be fair the mock-up wasn't a thing like it wasn't or well <laughs> the new belt's design wasn't super Revolutionary. Yeah, it wasn't revolutionary. It was a derivative. It's which derivative is, of the heavyweight championship belt. Which is good. Which is not a bad thing in this in this regard. Yeah, it's about, you know, yeah. consistency is not uh, not something I'll complain about. Just one last thing on the belt. WWE released a press release. Bef- I think right after, right after yeah, the things went down, and it said that they well, in effect, they are killing the term divas. And the women wrestlers will henceforth be referred to as superstars as well. Which goes a long way for women's wrestling and gender equality in the WWE. So props to you guys. Amen. 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 Alright, let's talk about the entrances now. Uh... <laughs> because this, because seriously, the entrances are, you know, we expect that WWE goes all out for WrestleMania entrances, but they went all out for this match. Yeah. Becky, uh, Becky Lynch looked like she looked like Wonder Woman regime from Injustice. Uh, okay, okay. No, which, which I like. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, okay. You, you, uh, uh, the attire line just reminded me so much of Wonder Woman regime. You know, minus the fact that Becky had the steampunk design all over her her ring gear. But you know, I, I found it pretty interesting. I liked how they dressed Becky up. Yung parang uh, they made her look hot without over sexualizing. Yeah. There. Because that, that tends to happen sometimes. Yeah, even with Wonder Woman, right? yeah. the reason why Gal Gadot's uh, attire worked out to BVS was because they made her look attractive without over-sexualizing her. Um, the nice thing about it also was um, I really never liked Becky Lynch's goggles. Yeah. I am sorry, Ralph and Mabayashi. I know you love them so much. But the hat, I love them the hat was really nice. The Sayang really lang nice. nahulog agad. Sayang lang nahulog agad. I just stayed, stayed on stage, on stage. until <laughs> Charlotte's entrance ended. And I was just like, um, well. guys, uh, production team, there's, isn't there like somebody who can run out? No. No? no? I don't so. Snoop? The girl who's singing Sasha's entrance? Yeah, the girl who's singing could have done that. Yeah. yeah okay. She should have done that. That's not her job. Okay. She next, could have kicked it. Next. Alright, anyway. Next since we're talking about the girl Sasha, Sasha Banks. Banks, entrance of the night. 
Entrance of the night, hands down. You get Snoop Dogg to accompany you to the ring. And to rap her song. And to rap your song. And then to rap about her to drop it like it's hot. Yes. This so at this point, cool. you know, it's like you have to remix the, 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 the entrance song. Yeah. With Snoop in it. Yeah, with Snoop in it now. Can I just bring out this stat? So, I, I don't know if you remember at Quizomania, we yeah. said that of the 13 times wrestlers have come out with a live musical performance for their entrance, they lose 8 times out of the 13 yep. times. Now it's 9, nine out, out of 14. 14. So yeah, the record for wrestlers whose, perf- um, whose theme was performed live at Mania is now 5 and 9. Well, yeah. But anyway, uh, Sasha interesting fact of the night. Uh, Sasha looked great. Sasha looked Love the Eddie Guerrero tribute. Yeah, oh, great. oh god! Not just the Eddie Guerrero tribute, but when you start talking about the match, the Eddie Guerrero tribute continued, continued. Yeah. And that's and you know it's it's nice to see it in the gear, but it's even nicer to see it in the ring. Can I just say uh, that you you make up the Sasha didn't make her look fierce, unlike Fasting. Which oh, is good because oh. fasting sobra kapalangkilenya. Now even I noticed it, and I'm a, I'm a dude, right? So yeah. like WrestleMania happens, I'm like, okay, thank God they didn't make her look like fasting Sasha. Fasting. Yeah. So so uh, Sasha, um, can you get the Charlotte entrance? Yeah, let's get the Charlotte entrance. Charlotte entrance is great. Great yeah, yeah, yeah. entrance. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting there, don't getting. Not just the okay. The First, robe. The robe. The robe with the flare at the back. Not you know, no more of this. Do it with flare stuff. And the wings. And the wings. Oh my God! It's when like, she unfurled it. Reminiscent of Sexy Star. Yeah. yeah Reminiscent that's, of that's Sexy Star stuff. That's who I was thinking of. And then when I saw it, I was just like, damn, you guys are watching LU. But not just that, the pyro. Yeah. I know that a lot of people don't pay attention to it so much, but the amount of pyro that you get for your entrance just goes to show how much WWE has invested in you. Because if they're using pyro on that level, it's the same level as Roman. Oh, right? exactly. Same level as Roman. Equal treatment. And it's so good to see it go down like that. And I mean, yes, Ric Flair accompanied her to the ring. And so? What's wrong with that? No, no, no. I was going to say Ric Flair's attire was uh, typical. So he, he didn't, you know... He didn't step his game yeah, up. Yeah, he didn't step his game up. He could have. He could have. But, but, he but still, he, he rocks the dad look in retirement is not so bad. Right, let's talk about the match. Um, I I love the Eddie tributes from Sasha, which we gushed about earlier. Um, I I thought Charlotte did really well, particularly itong, uh, that moment when she tried to pin Becky, then tried to pin Sasha, both kicked out, and she just yelled, "Dad!" You know, <laughs> such a brat. Nah, yeah. she had to turn to her dad for help. I thought that was great work from her. The psychology of the match was great. I mean, it wasn't your typical um, triple threat psychology where. You iso- you no, start that did off. happen. It, yeah, yeah, it did happen, but then it didn't start out like that. Yeah. No, that, I think that's what I said. Yeah. Then the part one person gets knocked out of the ring and then two go at it for a long period of time until the other person wakes up. I think you must maganda dito sa women's match na to, compared to like a lot of matches we've seen, whether by by the guys or the girls, is this match was like the ladder match in that the pace just was consistent and kept going at the same rate all throughout. Pak, 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 all the moments. It was so tight that I didn't feel it was a 15-minute match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that really it worked well. out in its favor. Um, it might have been overbooked, like it might have been overly choreographed even, but it's not a bad thing, especially because triple threats are so hard to work yes. on, on the spot. Yes. So it's okay, and it makes them look better. 
And the pacing of the match was great. I mean, very well paced. Very what well what paced. do you guys think about the result? Because I, I talked about this before yeah. on the podcast, but I, I called for Charlotte to retain, even though you know I wanted either Becky or Sasha to win. <coughs> I thought that in the long run, it would make sense for Charlotte to win, and she did. So like, I'm actually satisfied with that because uh, of what I said before. Uh, yeah, I, I get that, which is, fi- which is why I'm cool with it. But I just wish that they just pulled the trick. It's, it's such a huge moment. Yeah. So gonna then you go back to yeah. the whole you're afraid to take the risk. Yeah, yeah. it's a huge moment. Who would you have given it to? Sasha Deva. Sasha. Sasha, yeah. Sasha had Sasha had every reason to win it this this time. I mean, she's been putting on great matches for so long. Charlotte's already had her you know, her big moment her big moment after, uh, a few weeks after Raw that she debuts. And it's great to see. It's great to see. It's just that I thought that if they were gonna give it to somebody new they could have given Sasha it. Sasha could have used the, the new championship for even. Yeah. So yeah. I, I mean, she went all out then with her entrance with Snoop oh, being oh, there and all that it, shit, right? And, and the story, but um, they highlighted her story to WrestleMania way more than they did Charlotte or Becky. Exactly. and that's So that would have been... That would have been perfect. It would have been very, very poetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been very poetic and, you know, considering that Sasha, Sasha's done a lot for the women over the past ye- past two years, I think they could have given her this. Alright. Um, are we good? No yeah. feelings about the women? Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Next up, The Undertaker defeated Shane McMahon in Hell in a Cell. That match was actually 30 minutes long. It didn't feel 30 minutes to me. Because I was gasping every single time yeah. Shane went for something was, stupid. It was the match everyone expected of him. Yeah. yeah pretty and, much. Okay, um... Would you have been cool if this were the main event? As yeah, in match yeah that, I would have preferred this. I yes. would have preferred this to close the show. Because, well, <laughs> everything that happens after this match is some, you know, it's not all that great. But this, you know, if the night ended on this note, I'd be good. I don't know what moment it was, but I just started. Uh, I actually started praying for people's well-being, like Brandon Stroud tweeted. Oh, God. And I... Because in my head, I was like, fuck, anong kabalbalan yung gagawin nila next? Oh, I mean, after... There are some spots in this match, um, specifically the trash can, coast-to-coast. Yeah. The coast-to-coast trash can and, well, Shane's elbow drop to the table that scared the living shit out of me. But... It wasn't. It, it it all played out really nice. That's the thing. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's all you can ask for in a Hell in a Cell match with with Taker or with you know two guys with a combined age of ninety something. Yeah, and you know, uh, just okay. Just a quick rewind to Shane's entrance. With the his kids, kids his came kids. out. Yeah. His kids came out in and Jordans and matching shirts. It was cute, and then he puts them. You know, he over the over the barricade. In the hands of his wife and Linda. You're gonna pull stunts like that where you can very well die in front of your children, your wife, and your mother. That's how you ensure your kids will be fucked up when they grow up. You know what? Actually, I can't remember who said it, if it was Anthony or Jocks, but one of these kids, one of those kids... Is gonna grow up to become Batman. Ah, that was that was a tweet on Twitter. And god damn it, Shane still got it. Shane what? still got it. Well, he has something, sure. Stuntman repertoire. Yeah, yeah the stuntman skills. Yeah, at, at least oh, we know that's still in him. God. 
I, I thought it was a great moment when they carried him out. That's like thumbs up shot. Like, yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> see, yeah, see you, You'll see me on Raw. There. What do you oh. guys think that will happen? Uh, obviously, obviously, the Balor Club did not show up to help yeah. out not, Shane. Not today. I think maybe... Well, 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 on the next episode of the podcast, we'll be talking about either that or Something whatever else. happens on Monday night. But what did surprise me, what did surprise me was we were expecting shenanigans. Yeah. We were expecting shenanigans. And there were absolutely none. Yeah, so um, what do you think happens? Uh, is a brand split still in I the, think in the he goes to SmackDown. I think Shane goes to SmackDown. That, that would be cool. That would be cool for me. That would be great. That would be great. Uh, trips, can, trips can take NXT. I said just, you know... No, but... You know, just, and, and, and his in-ring. Finish up with the authority. And then go down to SmackDown. And go down to NXT. That would be that good. would be okay with me, and stay there for good. But how? Because Shane didn't win. Yeah, I, I Sting. Sting what? is Raw GM. Sorry, why? It's, it's, why? Something, why? it's something. It's something that. It's something that. Um, I read on Reddit, uh, late last night, that, you know how Sting was hinting during his Hall of Fame speech I'll see you later. that. It's not you know it's not goodbye. I was, that's I'll reading later. way. Too that's reading much. way too much into it. I know, but. Possibilities, possibilities. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, my, <laughs> hey, my out of my out of left field ideas have come true nope. from time to time. So you're not like what? Name one in five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. You don't win the rest Can't of the T-shirt. It's okay. All right. Uh, next up, armbar. Armbar. The Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Um, Baron Corbin won, which I actually surprise, enjoyed. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. I, I didn't think I could enjoy Baron Corbin this much again. Remember when he first came out, I loved Corbin. And then slowly, I exposed him weaknesses. Niya, and I was like, oh, this guy's boring. And then he comes out for the Battle Royal, and he just suddenly became fun again. And then, uh, yeah, we have to talk about the surprise entrance. Okay, yeah, before we get to the result, let's just run down the surprise entrance in or. It, in no particular order. Sure. Uh, Starting with Tatanka. <laughs> I thought he was like done, like completely done, retired, Apparently out not. of out of the picture. Apparently not. How Very about nice on him? How about the hugest DDP yoga plug ever in the form of DDP still wrestling? I like that. that I like that. that. I like that. That was a fun moment. DDP DDP still has a few more of these. I think like another Royal Rumble, another one of these armbar appearances. It's kind of cool because. It's you know how tight he is, naman, with with like people on the roster right now. Yeah. Um, particularly the older the older set who he has saved with DDP Yoga, Chris Jericho, Goldust, Goldust. Um, sino pa ba? Probably Mark Henry. I don't know. Well, Mark Henry, Mark Henry has uh, Mick Foley. Mick Foley actually credited DDP with helping him out just to get back into shape after his back completely gave out. Sino? So DDP. DDP, good for you. You got your bang. I'm happy with that. Who else? Who else was completely out of nowhere apart from Baron Corbin? The big Aristotle, Shaquille oh, O'Neal. Jesus. Black Christ. Tornado. <laughs> <laughs> the big cactus, Diesel, Superman Shamrock. himself. That was fun. That was fun. I mean, Turn, uh, he didn't look fat. No, he did not look fat at all. He did not. Uh, did Shaq ever wrestle in WCW? I believe he had a few with Big Show. 
no, when yeah, he was back. Yeah, he had seen his big show in 2008 at that. Okay. This is when I checked out of wrestling. But yeah, I remember this happening. That happened. <laughs> and it's like, I'm like, oh yeah, that did happen. So my history. Which, my history. Which, you know, it's a, a nice it's touch. A, it's a nice later. touch. Oh, okay. But you forget. You forget that that happened. No, but with this, um, it's funny because what this makes the armbar is that it now makes it like the fun spot at WrestleMania instead of the serious thing that they built it up to be. Yeah, years which, ago. Which, is yeah which is fine right now. Like, no, like, dude, if Shaq, if Shaq won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, like tonight, would I have I'm, complained? Yeah, Not no, no. Is, no. It, is it this guy who was pretty much as tall as Andre? Yeah, yeah. It was cool. It's like an unguided crossover appeal if Shaq were to have won it, right? Yeah. It would have made good mainstream headlines. Shaquille O'Neal wins a match at WrestleMania. Because uh, why the fuck not? Yeah, why, why not? Why not? Let's, let's, let's so, so, uh, Here's something I just realized right now. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, yeah, cool. Remember, uh, see, Shoemaker, David Shoemaker, actually made a big deal about how this WrestleMania is so plagued by injury that WWE had to turn to a lot of old stars to come back, right? People the like Chris Jericho. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Tonka. <laughs> and Tonka, among others. But, uh, but I also realized that um, because it was so depleted, yung kanilang roster right now, because of the injuries, they had to turn to other mainstream sources as well. And that surprise entrance at this year's WrestleMania. So but that's been a thing that's been happening all Wrestle- like the entire history of WrestleMania. Yeah, I, I guess if this. You actually, if you actually rewind to WrestleMania 1 with Muhammad Ali, that's. Yeah. That's I guess this mania just had more of it. Yeah. No, more of it than it did in recent, in recent history. Yeah, in recent history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Actually, no. It's something we've been missing. Yeah. Actually. Surprise celebrity appearances. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there has been, a, you know, a predictability. What? Snoop and Shaq are the only celebrity appearances. Nekulan na si Amel. I really want to see Amel. But Amel was backstage. And he was backstage. He was at ringside too. So was Bill Simmons. But yeah, I really want to see Amel there. Bill Simmons was there. Um, Stewart But not the incoming room. Not anyway. <laughs> yeah, not anyway. Uh, so yeah, Baron, uh, let's go back to the to the uh, yeah, battle royal. Battle royal. Um, solidly booked. Solidly booked. Um, we got tastes of the social outcasts having nice moments. We had nice moments with Golden Truth. Yeah. Big Golden Show and Kane. Big Show and Kane. Um, Tatanka had a nice run actually with his chops and all. Yeah. It was not bad. Um, TDP got his got his spots too. All in all. I just realized for that uh, last decade Satanka run back in 05 yeah. is <laughs> pretty much what Jericho is doing now and guys like Triple H. Oh, yeah, no, no. They're, he's, in that, he's, they're in that he's shape. He's the template. Well, not the one that, no, it's a, it's a generational thing. Yeah. I know, you know, so you, like 10 years from now, Unison and Jericho and Triple H. Yeah. If, if they ever decide to show up in like an arm bar 10 years down the line. They'll basically be like Gato in New Japan. Well, Gato's not that young. Uh, that's Gato's not, not that old. That's the thing. Gato's like, uh, what? 40s? Yeah, yeah. As around as old as Jericho. But yeah. anyway, and it's funny. And that, I guess that shows how old we are. It's a circle <laughs> of life, my friend. Yes, indeed. <laughs> circle of life. Just, just a quick aside before we get to the Baron Corbin win. Sure, um, sure. Something I saw on Battleground on the WWE Network. Na parang, because Corbin has never tasted gold on NXT yeah he's only recently become involved with like main event storylines mm-hmm. and just got the deep push with the Austin Aries um, angle that he's going through right now you know from being potential number one contender to now working with Austin Aries um, giving him this arm bar gives him a lot of credibility within that <laughs> NXT sphere 
now that you know they're gonna have to see what they can do outside of Balor and Joe because that's getting tired not 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 tiring but it's nearing its end here's the bigger question though does the Baron Corbin win mean that he's getting called up to the main roster not necessarily not necessarily I think it I think how it plays is that he becomes one of the big dogs in NXT to fill the void that Sami Zayn's gonna leave if Sami Zayn's done what do you think? Because um, I'm trying to picture what goes on in the mind of the casual fan who doesn't watch NXT and it's sees fine. this Be- relative unknown winning the Battle Royal. Uh, Becky Lynch is fine. You see, I mean, you know, she was the least out of the three call-ups in the women's division. Yeah, but at WrestleMania, you had like eight months of exposure yeah. for Becky and Sasha. But sure. Baron Corbin has... Zero exposure on the main roster prior to WrestleMania. So did Paige when she first won when she first debuted on the main roster and won the Divas Championship. That's true as well. It's so fine. it's it's fine. No, but Car- Corbin has has a look. So yes, even if he were that unknown, which I doubt he is, um, people would go, "Oh, hey, that guy kind of looks cool. He has a cool long hair, biker outfit, uh, yeah, he's balding a bit, and, and, and uh, a belly face. Yeah, belly face." <laughs> <laughs> But um, okay, I can, I can. He's tall. You can he's get huge. behind him. You can get behind. Mitch Pogisha. Oh, really? Yeah, no, no. What? No, he has a yeah, mature son. Mature, ah, pero maybe maybe fat na konte, pero mature. But you know, I, I know. As, okay, no, I, I, I will be betting if there there will be some women who find him cute. Sound off in the comment section. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, yeah. Let us know. Uh, Let okay. us know on social media. I mean, Abby Yusun has a crush on Triple H and Shane McMahon. Would you would you call Shane McMahon? Handsome. Shame, yeah, yeah, in his yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, in his eighties. Right, so, right, like, right now, as a, a silver, silver fox. fox. Yeah, yeah fox. yes, <laughs> I would think so. I think he looks more attractive now. Tana pang manikrosh sa wrestling gods, but like you know, if he looks a matinee idol, no problem. Yeah, fine. But like his his face looks better now. Sure, you know, yeah. now that he's less flabby, I guess. I mean, it, it's all deceptively the, less flabby. Deceptively, yes. deceptively. But we digress. Yes, we anyway, digress. Uh, let's talk about but, the rock. But, but overall. Great moment for Baron Corbin. Yeah, it was no, it was a fun armbar this time around. Yes, yeah. Now, I think I think they figured out what they what they missing, want to do with it. What they were missing in the on the armbar, mm-hmm. which is year. to treat it with a little more, a little more joy, Just be more loose oh. with it. Yeah. Okay. What are the odds that Carl Malone or Dennis Rodman come? Actually, I was, uh, I, was about to, I was about to bring that up. I was about to bring. I'd say Carl Malone zero, Dennis Rodman more likely. Yeah, uh, most likely Clay Matthews. Clay Matthews though. No, you know you want that. No, I know I want that. My only issue is that when are they going to have anything remotely close? Nah, fuck it. Yeah, I can deal with that. But my thing is that Clay... Clay Clay's not as huge like, as, you know, the basketball guy. Exactly. No, I mean, like, he's about as wide as no, the I mean, basketball like, guy. A big yeah. star. Well, yes. But he... His moment... His moment with post-Super Bowl was nice. I did like that. But I think... You know what would be fun... If Amel is in next year's army. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Think, think, book it. I'm book it. Calling it now. Stephen Amel, you jacked the arm bar. Yeah, but this is Stardust. Because you say someone who does Amel, that's what I Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, put in Hugh Jackman. Put in Hugh Jackman. How do you get him to do that? It's like, hey, Shaq is, you know. Shaq is huge. No, but Shaq is. Shaq is a big star. Shaq has to fly out of Atlanta for. NBA tapings. Yeah, inside that's, the NBA. And that's yeah. the thing. And that's the thing. Eh? Now, 
his schedule is relatively light in comparison to Hugh Jackman. Jackman exactly. Who's exactly. telling me that the star of Kazam is the <laughs> star of biggest star as Hugh Jackman? Yes. Yes. Basically. I mean, pop culture icon, maybe. No, definitely a pop culture icon, but you know, he's not on the same level as Wolverine. No, but no, that's not true. Uh, no, I, I would not even say that. Wolverine is not on the level of Shaq. No, Wolverine. Objectively, objectively, Wolverine. more people know Shaq than more than people know Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Jackman. Yeah, I would argue. I would otherwise. no, 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 no. I would say Rose correct. Yeah, I would say Rose correct. The the what Shaq's been popular in, for what twenty years, yeah, thirty yeah. years. Shaq, Shaq has had the more extensive career in no, media. No, he's, he's not just the career. He's had more exposure. He's had more, yeah, more individual exposures. But I mean, you name Hugh Jackman, and all you can say is what he's Wolverine. He's Wolverine and Jean Valjean. Not even John Valjean. He says Wolverine. That's his most iconic role. Actually, yeah, and, and he, Hugh Jackman must contract the Prime Oh, that's yeah, and that's why. Think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why. I mean, NBA MVPs aside, Shaq has Shaq has so much going for him outside of basketball. MVP, he won once. Anyway, MVP uh, finals, yeah, MVP. championships. That's anyway. it. Championships as well. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the Rock. And how Nuna, I was like, really? You just brought him out to fucking announce the WrestleMania attendance record? That was it? And then it devolved into... Thank you for using the ball. I agree. <laughs> it devolved into, into a the Wyatt mess. family schmaz. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. The Wyatts it's deserve nice for the better. The it's Wyatts deserve better. But at this point, right, I'm going to hit you all with a question. Uh, I saw these tweets on Twitter after everything. After the Wyatts especially. After Rowan lost to the Rock in yeah. six seconds. Yeah. Um, at this point, can we just... Ac- do we have to accept the fact that the Wyatts are jobbers? Are, you jobbers know, jobbers to the stars. Count? Yeah, jobbers to the stars. Yes. yes. I say yes. Because they hard. haven't been made to look credible yeah. at all. Oh, well. Uh, it's like... They rely so much on on all of this mysticism. It's weird, though. I mean, like... Why does no one say no? My, here's my question, though. Um, Bray Wyatt has been pegged as like the new Undertaker but when Undertaker was this young like three years into his main roster career did he lose this much? I honestly do not know he was doing silly shit for sure yeah he was this was the you know uh, the cartoon era but it wasn't being given as much shit as Bray Wyatt and the family he's a huge he was protected he was still protected he was doing silly shit but he was protected like you know even that giant Gonzalez shtick yeah that type of stuff, the, you know, that level of absurdity. Yeah, he he, come he out still back. came. Yeah, he still came out looking great. All right, let me let me tell you this. Like, say I was <coughs> listening to the Cheap Heat podcast for WrestleMania. They actually got to interview Bray Wyatt, and it was one of those rare times when Bray actually broke kayfabe. Okay. So he was talking about how he was excited for what he was going to do for WrestleMania, even though he wasn't on the main. Even though he wasn't booked yet. So I kind of felt that there was going to be a surprise appearance. He was going to fuck things up, and it was going to be really good for him and for the family. And then this happens, and I'm thinking, all right, this is probably not going to be a match for tonight. They're probably going to build towards Rock and Bray for SummerSlam, oh. which I would have been cool with as well if they beat The Rock up, got so much heat from yep. all the fans, and they would have looked strong. Instead, yeah. we got an impromptu match where The Rock just takes off his pants, reveals he's wearing trunks. They were hidden they were hidden in his sleeves. I kind of saw it. There was this awkward What's he was wearing a tank. Yes, wearing under under so where did where did the sorry sorry sorry? Probably probably was hanging in his crotch. Where yeah where the 
Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so he, he does that and then he has a match. And not with Bray Wyatt, mind you. Not with Braun Strowman, but with Eric fucking Rowan. I don't get it. It was, okay, it so was a cluster. Okay, the only positive, the only positive that comes out of this is John Cena coming back? No, no, is that the 15 second loss? 18. 18 second loss of Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan is now erased. That's the, that was, the, that was the, the point of the whole thing. If, if that well, was... it's not a race. It still happened, but it's not the shortest match. Yeah, it's not the shortest match in history, in WrestleMania history. Yeah, nobody has to quote it anymore. Yeah. So now they can say, it's Eric Rowan. It's fine. Poor Eric Rowan. Poor yeah, Eric Rowan. But... We didn't need any of this. Yeah, we didn't need this. We didn't need Cena to come out. And it, uh, it was weird that it happened because I was actually still thinking to myself, can this be real? We're... Four hours into WrestleMania without a John Cena appearance. This is the first Mania since 19. Yeah. Or 18. Now, what's now? Well, that's John Cena. Yeah, then John Cena comes out. And, you know. And it was, you know, uh, I remember hearing murmurs in the bar. And apparently, there's like, heel turn, heel turn, heel turn. John yeah. Cena heel turn. Nah. Asa pa you. Again, Asa pa again you. nobody goes all the way in the main roster. Exactly. It, it would have been nice. What if it happened, though? What what if Langna somebody decided to go all the way and it happened like see everything on the rock with 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 how the WWE approaches storytelling nowadays on the main roster just one even if it's like the less uh, pronounced angle or personality one would have just set the whole thing right or you know made it better than we perceived it to be oh or than what we got no. yeah exactly all right um, I mean it, just just a quick aside sure. this could have happened on Raw. This could have happened on tomorrow's Raw, and no one would have minded. Agreed. Yeah, actually, that's true. But they pulled it for here. It was fluff. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. All right. You still want to talk about the main event? Sure. Just, just very quickly. Just very quickly. Uh, obviously, we all knew that that was going to happen. Um, Trevor, uh, until the fat lady sings, it's not over, and then you still have hope that it had that it's not going to happen, or something oh, else okay. is going to happen, or something else is going to happen on the way to it happening. Uh-huh. Or somebody else is going to get involved. Yeah, but yeah. But, but, then, but again, nobody in the Ross on the way on the main show wants to take a risk. So we got the safest match, safest main event we've ever seen. And what makes it worse was that Triple H, for some reason, in his calling of the match, he refuses to maximize the natural athleticism Roman Reigns has, and that athleticism is what he used to get somewhat over. Um, at a time of adversity yep. and he didn't get to have that um, the only time he got to have that was like near the end and Science. it wasn't even that much it wasn't it wasn't you know, it was the prolonged period yeah I was it's still hoping that, no. I was still hoping that Roman would, would have put his hands on Steph well he kind of did he, he speared her accidentally sure accidentally Sayang because if it was deliberate but that would have been the heel turn or something or it would have given the character some teeth my concern though was that it was a terribly called match um yeah. We've all seen that Hunter was capable of better when he faced Brian one on one. Yes, and I don't know if it was Brian calling that match or it was just Brian being better. But there's no reason that uh, Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan aren't as athletic as each other. Yeah. So you know, need to the I was waiting for what we saw when we saw Triple H face off against Dolph Ziggler on Raw. That was a good match. That was yep. a good one on one match. Yep. Yes, and it wasn't dragging like this one. I mean, both were slow and methodical. Yeah. This one was dragging and boring. And it was weird. I think... I don't know. I'm just being a conspiracy theorist, but 
somewhere in there, I felt like someone was sabotaging rings. Or Hunter was sabotaging rings. Why would he do that? I don't know. No motive. It felt... Politics. Because it felt... Politics, frustration, anger. It felt off. There was so much that felt off. You want this to happen, so I'm gonna make your boy look bad? Yeah, I guess. It's petty, but... Good for us, though. No, no, it's petty. Yeah. No, it's petty, but uh, no, it's not good for us. You say we were deprived of something we could have gotten, gotten behind. behind. Exactly. Uh, just, <coughs> it just. Uh, whenever, no, whenever someone is being petty, it's never productive for the anyone. larger picture. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying for sure that Triple H is deliberately sabotaged, but it feels that it feels that way, especially when you can. Sorry, especially if you can see that he's able to pull out better singles matches from other people. Just, just a very quick aside. There were some positives in this match. First and foremost, I would like to say it was kind of cool seeing Triple H use the running knee. Well, he always he, does that. Yeah. It's part of his repertoire. It's part of his repertoire, but then it, he used it so close to the end of the match that if that's not a Daniel Bryan call-out... Uh, well, uh, I wouldn't uh, go that far. I, I mean, it's just a nice aside. It's just a nice aside okay. that I noticed. Um, any any positives? Any positives from this match? Steph McMahon. Ah, yeah, yes. Stephanie, fucking hot. No positives. It was, it was it was the safest way they could go about the finish we we all saw. Can you call it a bad bad a bad match though? It was a bad mania match. Yes, uh, that is a, that is a really good. Assessment. It is a bad mania if match. You, if, if this you, were the main, if this were the main event of a TV episode, it's okay. okay. Um, it would have been men, but. If it, if it was like the the main event of a fast lane, for example. No, no, not even. Well, no, sure. Well, sure, maybe. Yeah, I like guess a minor, more is demanding for WrestleMania. But, you know, they hype up WrestleMania so much to be the showcase of the Immortals, to be this magnificent thing, and it fell flat today. You pull but, out the sledgehammer, you dodge a few sledgehammer whacks, you hit a spear, <laughs> and that's it. One, two, three. That's really sick. Let it all sink. Uh, let this sink in. Roman Reigns is now a three-time WWE yeah. World Heavyweight Champion. Oh well. So who who? <coughs> so he has now officially more World Heavyweight Title reigns than Mick Foley. Nick, no, Mick Zach Foley's Foley a three-time champion. Three, three, three sink Mick. Yeah. You know who uh, who has more reigns though? Who? Al Snow. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. On Always air. wanted to use that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, so let's talk oh, about yeah, it. was really, I just wanted, I just expected more from Hunter, especially Hunter. I expected more altogether. Yeah, I Hunter Roman. And it's really not fair to the guy. Alright. At this so, point. At this point. So that's it for WrestleMania. When we come back, we're talking NXT TakeOver. So stay tuned, part two coming up.
that sweet, glorious sound you just heard is the WWE theme song of Shinsuke Nakamura. They call it the Rising Sun, which is probably the only stereotypically Japanese bit about the song. Yeah. Violence on violence oh, on this violence. Oh, Japanese guy, so we must call it the Rising Sun. But I love the song because um, here are the feelings that it evoked out of me when I when I heard the song and you know re-listened to it. Um, parang anime na the lead character is powering up to finally take on the final boss. Yeah, so imagine final boss. imagine Ghost Fighter. Si Yuji nagpapower up para yung isang tam porsyeto lang siya maharness niya against Taguro or like Fushigi Yugi when Tama Home taps inner inner demon to defeat Nakago. What? Okay, sorry. Just just a quick aside. Um, about the biggest size today. Oh my. Marame, marame. Sorry, sorry. Um, subconscious, his NJPW theme song was one of the best themes in recent memory sure. for me. But this, this comes very, 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 very close to capturing that feel of Nakamura's epicness. I think it was good that they were able to do that because uh, Seafoss hasn't really done it this well since Catch Your Breath. Yeah, actually, actually. Um, he, has a, he has a he has a soft spot for these ex NJPW guys, doesn't he? Parang ginagawa siya ginagawa natin, parang biased natin, for the NJPW. I'm not for the indie stars. Oh, that's true. Actually, yeah, I haven't really listened to uh, Austin Aries yet. Uh, me too. That one. But holy freaking hell, this theme song theme of is the year. running right, right now. I'm telling you right now, theme of the year. It's, it's in the running for theme of the year, and in all likelihood will be. Yeah, so, so, with we, that, with that, uh, let's talk about TakeOver. Because, you know, uh, it, it would be such a downer if we just talked about WrestleMania and ended with that main event. So We're ending on a happier it. note. Yes. We're ending on a much, much happier note. Clearly, the highlight of the weekend was TakeOver Dallas, and I really regret not having made it at the viewing spot. Oh, you saw the show. That's yeah, I did the show. show. I got a shout out Lance for helping me out because he lent me his network subscription so I hooked it up to my PS4 and yeah, I was able yeah. to stream in glorious HD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, on to the uh, card. On to the card. On to the card. Uh, there were two dark matches. One involving Manny Andrade, the former La Sombra. He defeated Christopher Gerard. And the second was Apollo Crews defeating Elias Samson. Actually, you know, before, we knew about the Elias Samson-Apollo Crews match to some effect. Now, we thought that would be the cool-off match before we got to the main event. But the way that this takeover was booked now was sobrang dire-direcho. Talagang no-chill kung no-chill. Yeah, yeah. Now, we thought we would be getting like one one match, you know, right before we went into Joe Balor. And we didn't. And I think it actually helped the show as a whole. Uh, not necessarily. Because I mean, I was watching at home. And by the time <laughs> Bailey Asuka ended... I was pretty, yeah, um, I was pretty exhausted. It's the NJPW way of stru- structuring a card, which uh, you know, master of wrestling classical Brian Leo explained to us. Um, it makes sense because you know it, it's it should just be going up in in order of perceived importance, but uh, realistically, it's so draining because um, not to say because it's bad, but because it's so good, but it's so intense. Yeah, that so it's basically draining even for the viewer. And I think that's why, at the end of the day, mas okay pa with WWE style of arranging the card. Like, yeah. now, that, now that we've looked into this process, we kind of understand why they have to, why they used to schedule the deepest yeah. matches right before the main event, or like the, the less meaningful matches right before the main event. So, 
um, you, you get to appreciate things differently, you know what I mean? But sometimes you just have to do with it. I guess the only thing you have to do there is, uh, there's, it's possible to put them all together in, one, you know, in a row. You just have to do so, you have to break the monotony up by putting in segments. Yeah. Not necessarily bathroom break matches. Yeah, like a backstage segment or a promo. Yeah, a, a really long video package would work. That's what NJBW does. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's run through the main show. We, uh, we had five matches from TakeOver. Uh, first off, American Alpha won the NXT Tag Team Championship from The Revival. And I thought it was a solid match, even though uh, The Revival had that botched... Um, it's fine. That botched Everyone spot. botches, so Every, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. End of the day... The stereo offense was beautiful to watch. Yes, yes, agreed. Very, 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 very smart aspects of this match. Yeah. Na bringing the best that tag team wrestling can. I mean, there were there were moments like the crawling under the ring segment. Yeah, that that's why. Yeah, yeah. That you just you just get the feel that they really <coughs> elevated their level of wrestling for this match. Here's what I loved about American Alpha. All throughout yung run nila, since they started teaming, they're undefeated, I think. Oh, no, no, no. They lost in Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Mm-hmm. Yes. But since then, they've been undefeated, especially when they started chasing the tag team yeah. gold. So, so protected it, it, seemed, it seemed protected and preordained, right? And then, during the build-up, they, they uh, were able to insert yung real-life stories in Jason Jordan and Chad Gable, how they both failed individually yeah. on the big stage. Chad Gable failing in the London Olympics and Jason Jordan failing in the NCAA um, tournament. So it, it, it was good because it humanized them as characters and it also showed them a bit of vulnerability. Now, they may be excellent, but on the big stage, they're choke artists. So that was the big story that they were trying to tell. There was a story. Yeah. There was a story. Yeah, I oh, oh. So I, I really appreciated that because even though I knew that American Alpha was going to win, the fact that the commentators were pushing... Uh, that big question mark still had that little bit of doubt planted in my head. And don't sleep on the revival thing. Um, just because they're not as flashy as or as charismatic as American Alpha doesn't mean they're not actually ready for the main roster. They Yeah, they are one of the most solid working teams yeah, that's in why they the, are the mechanics, WWE yeah. right now. I mean, f- the former mechanics mm-hmm. were just... They, they've, they are hard-hitting and they play their role to perfection. Yeah. If and you want to look for like a wrestler who really symbolizes pitbull wrestling, it's these guys. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, aside from Ishii. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually going to say, um, one of the nice things that, you know, it's just a very small thing that I enjoyed about this match was that American Alpha was able to turn one of the best weapons that the Revival was using for their longest time against them, which was the blind tag, the blind partner tag. Ah, that's right. Yeah, and yeah. that's one of the things that you know. Towards the end of the match, when I saw, when I saw them actually use the blind tag to their advantage, the way that the revival's been using it for like the past uh, two months, ganda, ang ganda. And it's one of those small things that makes this takeover so great. All right. Uh, next up, Austin Aries defeated Baron Corbin via roll up. Via roll up. A very how would you say this? Inauspicious, inauspicious ending to what was a very solid match. Yeah. The deep. It, it made sense because you know yeah. Baron Corbin's bigger than he is. Yeah. Uh, Austin Aries does not have the muscle mass as Apollo Crews. Oh. Uh-huh. So it's fine. I, I, it's, it's a it's, very it's Bret very, Hart yeah. ending. 
I don't know what it was about the match though, but that was the first time because I had seen Austin Aries work. So um, I, w- I didn't come away as impressed as I thought I would be. My expectation because it was I would be blown away, I would instantly become a fan. But after that, I was like, uh, I was left wanting more. I, I think it wasn't the right opponent and it wasn't the right story to, to impress people. Because if you want to see impressive Austin Aries, you have to first he has to be wrestling someone closer to his size. Yeah, because when he goes, when he goes with somebody on his level of um, <coughs> height, height and physicality that mm-hmm. he can go with, that's when he's at his best. If you watch some of his older stuff on ROH, he's really impressive there. I mean, it's not balls out, balls out the way that some people have heard that he goes. But he still is worth the hype. He reminds me of Bret Hart. Then. Yeah, he's you know he can be Bret Hart. Yeah, a, a little older in his debut, but he can be Bret Hart down the line. It's like uh, not you know Bret is not super blow you know uh, out of your mind talent. Uh-huh. He's a really solid hand, and he shines when you know when he has better chemistry. Uh huh. And maybe it just wasn't the best chemistry between Aries and Corbin. Yeah, and I mean we're already we're we're discussing Corbin's, uh, Corbin's loss in the wake of his armbar win. It doesn't look as though the implications of that loss damaged him at all. After yeah. that, um, no, uh, it's, not a, it's a roll up. It's a safe. Uh, no, it's a safe way to win. And it's a safe way to prolong this feud, yeah. which could be not so bad on TV. Um, okay, my favorite part, and I think everybody else's favorite part, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Sami Zayn in a 20-minute match, which inspired chants like Fight Forever. God, that chant. Both these guys. Yeah, both these guys. That was also both these chant. guys was a very awkward chant, I love yeah. it. Um, can we start with the entrances? The entrance, the entrance of Nakamura. Yeah. Because we've already discussed the theme song. Yeah, uh, but people were marking out oh and him just stretching God. in the ring. No, but not just not just that. But to see his, to see him come down with the epileptic, epileptic flashes of light, yeah, was surreal for me. The part when when you're seeing that, it's like, holy shit! They've topped his his old entrance with, with what he used to be able to do. The part you know, walking down that, walking down the aisle with girls or with, or with all of this ridiculousness going on. Like, if you compare his entrance, his debut entrance. To his Wrestle Kingdom nine entrance, and we are, and a lot of people said that's the best it's gonna get for him. It got better. I'm just surprised and really, really happy that they let him keep his first name. So he's, far, so far, he's not. He's not one of those those NXT call-ups who's gonna lose his magically lose his first name. Uh, although <laughs> it would be okay if if he just went by Nakamura. Nakamura? That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. But you know, okay, we we digress Nakamura a bit. Nakamura-san, <laughs> Nakamura-san, which is still correct. Yeah, I mean, see Tajiri, you know, we're cool with him being just Tajiri, right? and not Yoshi, Yoshihiro. Yoshihiro, yeah, yeah. Yoshihiro, but I, I guess it would take some adjust adjusting. Uh, yeah, Tajiri's a bad, a badass Japanese thing to say. Yeah, I'm just a fan of complete names. Yeah, me too. Yeah, must, must the reason why Adrian Neville, Alexander yeah. Rusev. The reason why. WWE is so allergic to you know, to full Japanese names because they have so much difficulty saying it. Yeah, pronouncing these pronouncing these syllables. Anyway. That's why you, that's why you know Nafumi Yamamoto is Yoshitatsu. Yeah, fucking Yoshitatsu. Yeah, 
Because the team Sonya was very much like the video game character, right? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so uh, anyway, what what else can we say about this match? This been said match. Already? This. Uh, well, we haven't said. I mean, the internet has said a lot, but right now we haven't said much about the match. Uh, no, you know what? I have said quite a bit about the match. It's actually just a typical Nakamura match. It is. It's just presented it, in the WWE form. Exactly. It's it hasn't been changed from the formula he uses in NJPW. That's actually pretty funny. Um, this I, particular match. Was this a, particular match. I enjoyed it way more than his match with AJ Styles. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, there was just something about Zayn and Nakamura trying to one up each other, and then the stage it was on. Well, even though it's a smaller stage than Wrestle Kingdom, yeah. um, it, it, I guess it was made so much special because it was Nakamura's opportunity to introduce himself to the mainstream American audience. Well, Zayn is more charismatic than Styles. Kasi. That's, That's true. He, I, That's must, true. More expressive. More expressive. Must umabot. Must pantay yung level of charisma nila, nila dalawa, than uh, Nakamura Styles. In Nakamura Styles, kasi. Um, you saw that Nakamura was having all the charisma. Yeah. It's pretty much what happens in NJPW. Yeah, because he is one of those... I wouldn't the, call... The Japanese wrestlers are mostly stoic people. Yeah, and he just takes it to 12, not even 11. Like, he just shoots it through the roof with his charisma. Now, you know, he is one of the most charismatic people on the entire roster, just when, by debut. When you get a guy who knows how... Like exactly how to be a babyface in Sami Zayn, and then you match it with um, Swag because Swag. It's okay. It's the chemistry is off the charts. And considering that this was their first in-ring meeting, one-on-one in-ring meeting at that, I think yeah. they had a tag match somewhere down the line. Yeah. It's so much fun to watch. It's a special moment, and they delivered. They delivered on every single. I level. think it was also fun because, uh, despite being a typical Nakamura match, like nothing much was changed. Mm-hmm. It's also a match we've really never seen before. Exactly. Like, and, yeah. There, there is no like, when you watch Jericho and Styles, you can, you are pretty much aware of what you're, you're going to see. see. But so, even though you know that both Nakamura and Zayn are good, you know that. Um, it still hasn't happened yet. Uh-huh. So there's no basis for comparison. It's there really is no basis, yeah. Like the freshest matchup you can see on TV. Just it, saying it, something in this day and age. Exactly. Um, let's talk about the Bomaye and how it's been named Kinshasa. Yeah. So, so Kinshasa is the uh, the city in which, um, in, in the, <coughs> the Democratic Republic of Congo where Muhammad Ali had a match and the, uh, the fans chanted Ali Bomaye, Ali Bomaye. Where, yeah, where the inception of the Ali Bomaye thing happened. Yes, so which Ali actually means Ali killing. Yep. Yeah, so it's not PG. It's not. There Bomae is no is way that... There, because if you trace it, you know, if, some, if a kid Googles the Bomaye, they're going to find something yeah. about Ali. It means killing, right. So... Uh, they it's a compromise. It's a compromise. By calling it the Kinshasa. What do you guys think about yeah. it? I'm, I'm neutral about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm neutral. Neither, I'm, I'm, I'm neutral. Kinshasa is something you can also scream when he gets the move. Kinshasa! Yeah. It, it rolls off your tongue. Yeah, also it rolls off your tongue almost the same way as Volmaye does. Yeah. It's the three-syllable thing. Yeah. Alright. And, and, and the thing is, uh, it still pays tribute to what Nakamura wanted to do. It's a compromise. Yeah. But at the same time, it works. Okay. Because we all know it's the Bomaye. All right. Anything? Any other feelings that we have left on uh, Zayn Nakamura? I just have slight concerns about how you know Nakamura is going to wrestle in NXT. 
because obviously he's going to start wrestling five to ten minute matches. Yes. And his bread and butter is the marathon. Yes. So I want to see how that is. If, if we're still all going to like it and stuff, or are we going to like it better? Uh, his first match on NXT television is versus The Drifter. That's confirmed? Is it? Yes, it is. Oh, fuck. Oh. So it's obviously going to be like a squash. Okay. My thing, like my feelings, uh, just because we're talking about feelings now, it's nice to see Sammy go out this way. I mean, he's going to be doing great things on the main roster. We all know that. But he was technically the godfather of NXT. And seeing him, you know, close it out against who will one day be the, one of the gods of NXT mm-hmm. is great. And it's fitting. And, you know... Like a passing of the torch. It, yeah, passing of the torch. We can say that. Um, but, you know, it would be nice to see Sammy go, da- go back down, I'd say, two years down the line. Like, after an injury, God forbid. Or if something happens, if, if the opportunity presents itself with a brand split, if it happens also... That would be nice. All right. For Hideo, though. Hey, Hideo's... Hideo's, That was supposed to be him, actually. But Hideo is on his way back as per Funaki on Twitter. On the Twitter. Let's hope that... Excuse me. Let's hope that Nakamura's presence in NXT um, enables Hideo to have a better match. Or, you know, that work better now. That would would actually be a nice thing to see the two of them go on NXT. (coughs) Because it's it's not just for the sake of having the Japanese versus Japanese... (coughs) Um, novelty match but if those two could go and main event a main event or co-main event a takeover that would be really nice uh, speaking <coughs> of co-main events in Japanese Asuka versus Bailey happened and Asuka won oh the NXT Women's Championship which led Bailey to cry and get carried out of, uh, Bailey to like Izzy to cry and get carried out of the arena um, it, it led to it led to Bailey passing out, though. I like the finish. That's, I, the, I like that's, the, finish that's, that's the thing. That's the thing it was we good. have to talk about first. It was good because uh, they were able to, to get the title <coughs> off of Bailey without making her look weak. Oh, oh. Or, you know, weaker than she, she already is. Uh, vulnerable. Vulnerable, I think, is the word you're looking for. Yeah. Um, I think even though they made her look vulnerable via submission, they also showed resilience on her end because she never gave up. She never tapped. Yeah, she had to physically be submitted beyond her own volition her own accord uh, for her to lose a championship and that was good especially given character in Asuka she, she's such a badass she has such an imposing skill set na um, these are the lengths that Asuka will go to to win so overall I think the psychology was on point yep and it, it was in that moment actually when I realized that okay NXT is willing to do anything to protect its investments, unlike oh, oh. the main roster. Oh, like oh. you wouldn't if this were the main ro- if this were like a main show PPV, uh, you would not have seen Bailey pass out on a random on a random show on a random title match, title defense. Uh, shout out to Lance Ong, by the way, who pointed out that the last free agent who was shown as a guest at a takeover was Asuka, and now she's the NXT Women's Champion, and at the show. Two free agents were shown oh, in the audience. Yeah, pretty much confirmed. Oh, that. Boy, Kota Ibushi oh, and Bobby Roode. Okay, let's start with Bobby Roode. So these guys wouldn't be shown if they if the WWE weren't doing anything with them. Yeah, is Bobby Roode gonna be <coughs> in, the, in the global cruiserweight scene? No, he's not. No, he's not. He doesn't. He's not a cruiserweight. He's there's no way he's gonna make weight for that. But the thing with Bobby Roode is that he instant he brings in this instant intensity. Yeah, I, th- I think the word I'm looking for is intensity and credibility. 
Yeah. As a former world champion. Sorry, DNA. Yes. Is he greater than James Storm? No, no. James, I, I feel James Storm is better. James Storm is the better wrestler, yeah. but but as an acquisition, Bobby Roode is the more total package. Total package, yeah. So as an acquisition, they uh, Bobby Roode was a better pickup than James Storm. No, they would have been great. They would have been great together. They just would not have the same roles. Like, yes, I wouldn't see James Storm carrying the company like I could see Bobby Roode. Okay. Um, because Bobby Roode Bobby Roode can be your your B your solid B plus player for a prolonged period of time. Even at his age. Even at his age. Na parang solid B plus. Na parang I would say if you insert him right now on the main roster, he'd be going at it with like guys like Jericho on that level. Na parang he's on that AJ Styles Jericho level right now. Possibly even Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. Or Joe. Or Joe. Also, on that level playing field, if you were to, if every all things all things being equal. Now, how about Kodai Bushi? Uh, I I think it's definitely a lot <laughs> when he's joining the likes of Zack Saber Jr., Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, Akira Tozawa in the Global Cruiserweight Series. Um, with Ibushi, naman, and because they're so <coughs> like we're so in the dark with the Global Cruiserweight Series. I mean, like we know it's happening. We don't know the exact format, but we know there are qualifying matches. We don't know if it's stepladder, if it's round robin, things like that. But Kota Ibushi, if he gets signed, is one of the biggest coups that WWE has pulled off. Just because one guy was able to become a free agent, still managed to have bookings in other promotions, and show up on NXT. And if he can continue doing whatever the fuck he wants, then we'll see. We'll right. see. But if this is indeed just a participation for the Global Cruiserweight Series, I would not be disappointed. It's a lot. I mean, like, it, this is a new plot device of how we're, how we're showing people we've signed new talent. You have them appear at, on the, in the crowd. It's a... Ambiguity. <laughs> well, less ambiguity. And now, then the next step ambiguity. is the vignettes. And then the WWE.com profile... Yeah, <laughs> but okay. So Ibushi to NXT, sure. No, uh, or the GCS. I wouldn't say so just yet. GCS, no. GCS. No, that's why. Right. Bobby Roode NXT. I would say so. Yeah. Bobby Roode NXT. Ibushi. Is GCS. Ibushi still doing his little promotion research institute facility thing? So this was a research trip. Yeah, a business trip. Yeah, basically. All right. Um, anything else about Asuka Bailey that you guys want to talk about, or do we go to Finjo? Uh, I would say one last thing. Uh, Asuka brought more out of Bailey than Sasha Banks did. Actually, I would have to say, intensity-wise, yeah. Bailey looked like the desperate champion. Yeah, um, didn't she think... look desperate against Nia Jax though? No, no, she looked capable. I mean, she there was she was being overpowered, but that doesn't always mean you look desperate. Yeah, here she looked like I'm out of ideas. I don't know what to do next. And then, you know, when she was struggling in the Ascala, I you saw it. You saw it. It wasn't a resignation, but it was more of, I'm trying, but there is no way I'm getting out. So, props to them for good character development with this match. Alright, now let's talk about the main event. Finn Balor retained his NXT Championship against, uh, against Samoa Joe. And he brought out a chainsaw, which wasn't really a working chainsaw, but... Yeah. It was a prop. It was a prop. It was weird. 
it was it was a Texas Chainsaw Massacre tribute. Yeah. He was also okay. painted up in the colors of WrestleMania 32. Or Spider-Man, if you want to see it that way. Uh-huh. Which is also not weird. Which is also not weird. But what was weird was the way that they handled the cut of Joe. Yeah. Um, I have to say that. I have to say that. That, that is one of... One of my few gripes with this match that they just should have let him bled. Uh, it's for his safety. I, I have no problem understanding that. Uh, but it bogged down the yeah, match. Yeah, it's just really, you know. You know, that's just the unfortunate consequence. But I would say that 10 I, times out of 10, they have to prioritize They have Joe's to prioritize safety. that. But yes. what I would have done there is okay, do it once, and then one, when you see that it's still going to bleed no matter what you do. Just let, let it, it be. Go. Exactly. And they should have... I mean, they did their darnest best to prevent blood from... You know, more blood. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. It, it clotted easily, but it took, like, the better part for it to clot enough. Uh-oh. I, uh, I just want to give Finn Balor some credit because uh, he, you know, he was playing off of the situation as well as he could. Like, oh, he was oh. asking, oh, okay, na, okay, na. Even the impatience, the little nuances of how he yes. how he carried himself. There was a bit of frustration mixed with impatience. Na, Tara na, sapa ka na, you know, uh, which you would have expected out of a bitter blood feud, just, uh, 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 which is what they had. So, uh, you could see that Finn really tried to make the most out of the situation, even though at the end of the day, um, like you guys said, it just slowed down the pace of the entire match. Uh-huh. Uh, at least Joe made up for it by being stiff. Yes. Um, something, just another thing to add, nah, no one, while we're talking about nuances, do you know those times that you really see the demon come out of Finn? Yep. Like after he got thrown over the barricade and then he, st- he does that whole prop up? That prop up shot? Yeah, yeah, I saw that, that. That scared me for a sec because you know, regular Finn Balor is not at all like that. You don't see that look in his eyes when he comes off of a hard hit like that. And it just added another layer to what was already a good match. What do you guys think about the finish and about Finn Balor retaining? Um, just just one thing first. Before people shit on the way that it ended. It went down almost exactly the same way WrestleMania 8. Uh, Roddy Piper versus Bret Hart went down. The finish. Na parang similar ending, similar, you know, doop, 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 flip over and then get the pin. Yeah. That, I have no problem with that. But, you know, the consequences moving forward, medyo, we'd like to see more well, more out of it. Yeah. I, was, I, I was hoping for closure. I was hoping yeah, for okay, closure sure. for this. Well, I think it's closure. I think na, at this point, they have no choice but to move on. It's been so long. Or, you know, it's been like, Finn, Finn Joe has been done so much that they have to. There's no choice but to move on, but especially with all these people coming in. Oh, oh, and you still have Apollo Cruz, yeah, exactly. waiting in the wings. Oh, oh. right. So, um, yeah, it wasn't the best of finishes, but whatever. Let, let's just get it over with and move on. Still better than no. Still better than what we saw at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. So totally, uh, take over Dallas. I would give it. I, I would still give it like a, a high rating, like say, go to nine. Over out of 10. ten, nine out of yeah, ten. Yeah, give it a nine. I give it a ten. I give it a ten. Yeah, give it a ten. I give it a ten. No, no, there is no point in holding back for this one. Yeah, it was very, very good. I wouldn't even say. I wouldn't even say. I wouldn't even say Aries Carbon is trash. It's very good. It, everything was concise. Everything was. Uh, they took the risks. They went out of the limb. They, they committed to what, 
to what they invest to who they invested in and for that I just have to give them a 10 alright uh, so, so yeah all that being said where do we think this weekend in totality ranks moving forward because we did this last year that we were saying that this Wrestlemania was one of the best ever and it's setting the bar for Wrestlemania's to come for surprise factor and all of that because of Seth Rollins cash in last year how do you think this you know this weekend take over and Mania included I think as as individual shows take over really goes a long way in cementing NXT status as the must watch part yeah. in WWE yeah at this point um if you want wrestling, the NXT brand is where it's at. But yeah, if you want to I, stick I, in WWE, you go is, to NXT. Is, in, at, in this weekend, on this weekend, uh, I realized that I no longer trust the WWE main brand as much. Okay. Even though the NXT TV product isn't the best ever every week. They uh, just pull through a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They oh. make it happen. As for WrestleMania... Well, and that's what it's supposed to be all about. That's what... The, the main the big events are supposed yeah. to be all about yeah. oh, oh. so w- when when everything just comes together for one huge uh, event no but yeah. you Wrestlemania um, I would say it was mediocre at best average yeah average. Um, and that's largely because of the main event and it's unfair to all the other matches unfair <laughs> to all the other competitors who participated but let's face the facts you build a big event uh, you build a big show around your main event and when your main event fails to deliver it uh, brings down every everything else and everybody else. That's the reality of it. Even oh, though it's unfair to pin it down on just two guys, yeah. that's the reality. So now sometimes it just comes down to these two guys and yes. their moment. Yeah, I mean, hindi lang sina Triple H and Roman Reigns. I think Dean and Brock also under delivered. Oh, it's oh. not their fault. It's I not think. their fault. It's not their fault. They might have not. But been the match, like, yeah, yeah, the match, the, the match, match itself uh, did not deliver what we expected it to be or what we wanted it to be. So. Um, going by those by those two huge uh, main events, so co-main events. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's mediocre. But what I have, like, just a small a small something that I have to say is that um, this weekend for women's wrestling, really great, really great. I mean, we might be looking back at this and saying that this is the WrestleMania when women were got their start as equals and not just as divas no let's take it a step further let's say this was the tipping point this is the tipping point this is the I, tipping I, I will say that I will yeah. say that, that this is the tipping point and moving forward I hope they get equal billing I hope that you know before yeah, before the end of the year the women close out the raw yeah, yeah and then, you know next year we'll probably see Charlotte posing with Playboy or some shit <laughs> well, if she wants if she wants to do that then she's well uh, within her right to do that and well I wouldn't mind Actually, well, that's anyone needs to play for. So yeah. that, that was a wrong. That's also awesome. yeah. Anyway, uh, body so, yeah. issue, body issue for SI. That that might be even better. Whatever. Sexy started. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's gonna do it for us. It's been a long episode of the podcast. It's two thirty p.m. now. Uh, we're fucking tired as fucking. We're hungry. We so, need a nap. Yeah. So we're gonna uh, sign out now. Uh, thank you, by the way, to everybody who came out and joined us for both viewing parties once again. Let's shout out our celebs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so uh, Jojo, the love survivor, actually joined us at our table. So then, Bucky Mendoza. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> what, 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 what's the name he's going by? Rolando. 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 And yeah. direct Nico Devello. Yeah, yeah, so they were at uh, the viewing parties. Thank you so much for uh, coming. Play FM DJs, uh, Renzo Magnaia and... Billy Anyanuevo, yeah. Anton Molina. Yeah, so they were all there. Uh, I'm not sure if Cardas Franco was able to make it. Um, Can we count Red Oliero as a celebrity? Yeah, yeah, yeah Red Oliero. Why the fuck not? 
and the whole PWR roster yeah. came out. Well, not uh, members, oh. members of members huge, huge chunk, uh, JDL huge contingent events. A yeah. very, a very, very solid representation of the PWR roster as well. Mm-hmm. And so, and you fans, and you fans, yeah. people who listen to this podcast, yeah, people in the Hi. groups, people who are listening to us for the first time ever, just because you came to the party. Thank you very much. Thank you. We, we appreciate it. Oh, and wait. One more celeb. Um, what's this called? Uh, frontman for She's Only 16, Roberto Senya, was in attendance. Okay. Thank you. Thank hey, you yo. so much. And uh, thank you to uh, Benj and the rest of the guys over at Wingman and Benny and the rest of the staff over at Skinny Mike's for just uh, welcoming us with open arms. Yeah, that's kind of mistaking a leak in the background. Um, if you, uh, I guess um, next year, if y'all w- want us to be bigger... We might be dividing this north and south. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which if is you're still interested, else. yeah. <laughs> if you all are still interested, uh-huh. um, you know we've done this two years in a row now, so it's it, it was really really huge. And uh, thank you to everybody who supported the wrestling gods as well on behalf of Roe and classical Brian Leo. Uh, we're just really really thankful and grateful that you guys have been so supportive, and we can't wait to do another episode, most likely in time for money and yeah. Friend. So, so SummerSlam is too far away. Yeah, so that's in the cards. And um, th- thank you to Fox, by the way, for the prizes that we were able to give away. And uh, the guys over at SmartHenry.ph who are the unsung heroes of, <laughs> of this weekend. Yeah. So with that, on behalf of Rowdy Raf Camus and Ravishing Ro Moran, my name is Stunning Sansi, and I will catch you for another episode this week. When we talk about the Raw after me. And other things. And other things, because there are other shows also happening. But it's been a good weekend. Thank you. And good night. Peace. Thank you for listening to the SJP Podcast. To get more from the voice of the modern Filipino wrestling fan, go to www.smarkhenry.ph. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.